Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 15 of season three, Cubs position players report. Don't forget, leave us a five-star review. Listen, download, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crawley, we've got some uh, Scott Boris news. We've got some Tom Ricketts audio to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is still going on. The the the, the big five, the Boris five, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery are all still on the board in play. Dustin, with pitchers and catchers already reporting to camp, and now the position players arriving today on Monday, Boris has his clients working out in his facilities. Snell is training at a Boris facility in Newport Beach, California. Montgomery and J.D. Martinez are training in one in Florida. And Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman are training in one in Arizona. Uh, You know, a lot of the teams that are interested in Bellinger and Chapman are all located in Arizona, including uh, the Cubs. He promises, Boris promises, that his players will not end up behind in any way when they do report to camp. You know, Boris has been preparing this for years. He has his own facilities, his own trainers, his own support staff, so he's content letting this play out. And so as we sit here, Tom Ricketts met with the beat reporters in Mesa today, and he shared his thoughts on the current situation. This is what Tom had to say. I mean, there has been some discussions but just it hasn't become a negotiation yet so and until they're you know ready to really negotiate then there's not much we can do and and i don't think um and i don't tell jed what to do and i don't but uh, but i i also imagine like you just have to wait for when it gets serious before you start talking about like you know what the end of money amounts are but uh, so we'll just see where it goes Wow. All right. <laughs> wow. It hasn't been a negotiation yet. And the other thing about he will not talk to Boris. He will he will leave that to Jed. He doesn't play that game. Boris likes to go straight to the owner. And Rickett said, absolutely not. I don't talk to the guy. Right. So there's been discussions, but not negotiations. I mean, if you look at that, you know, there's been discussions. Hey, we'd like you for this. And Boris said, hey, we will sign for this. But after that, there's nothing really is what you're saying is that there's no negotiation. So that that's that's interesting here. You know, Tom Ricketts also went on to say that the Cubs absolutely have what they need to be better than last year. I don't see any reason why we would not be favored to win the division this year. I don't I don't know how they're better without Cody Bellinger without replacing that offense. That's, right. But winning the division shouldn't be enough, right, Crawley? Winning the division is is not is not enough. That, that, Especially that's, yeah. that, that's just not that's just not enough because we talked about it earlier in the podcast. This division is not 
any great shakes. It's no. not great. you could put all of the teams except maybe the Pirates in a hat, shuffle the hat. You know, the first one to eight, the first one to eighty wins the division. I mean, is that basically what we're? Come on, this is the Cubs. And how far away? How far away are they from that first um, luxury tax threshold? V- very far away. They're not. They're not spending now. I'm not saying you should just spend for the sake of spending. Um, I also did hear this morning that uh, Snell supposedly has an offer from the Yankees on the table. So maybe, you know, maybe if one Boris client falls, maybe it'll start a chain reaction, perhaps. Right. Little little domino effect. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, Commissioner Rob Manford also had a press conference. Everybody's out in their different respective spring trainings and, and, some good news. Rob Manfred is done with being the commissioner uh, of baseball when his term ends after December, 2028. So January, 2029, we will have a new commissioner in baseball quote. Rob says you can only have so much fun in one lifetime. I have been open with them, the owners about the fact that this is going to be my last term. Dustin, I don't think I ever saw Rob Manfred look like he had any fun with baseball. No, you know, and famously uh, or unfamously, you know, the piece of metal comment and, uh, you know, listen, very few commissioners are liked, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a no win situation. You're working for the owners, you know, who, you know, how, again, unless your owner is winning, you know, spending and bringing championships to your city, the, the owners are the most hated people after the rival of your team. No, who likes the owners? Nobody likes the owners. Nobody likes the commissioners. You know, the only people that you hate worse than them are your absolute rivals like the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think that with Manfred, I may not have liked the job Bud Selick did, or if you want to go back even further, Faye Vincent or just different commissioners. I never questioned those Selig's love of the game. Correct. I do with Manfred. I don't know if he really cares one way or another about baseball. To you know, be it's honest, bottom line. It's, it's bottom line. How much more money can I make the owners? How much more can I squeeze? That, that's what he cares about. And listen, now the, guess what? That's his job. Big picture. He works for them. He doesn't work for you and I. He doesn't work for the players per se. He works for the owners. Now, one thing you would agree with him, Dustin, is that he mentioned, it was mentioned to him, the idea of a signing deadline. And here's what Manfred had to say. We would prefer to have a free agent signing period, ideally probably in December with a deadline that drove people to make deals to get things settled. And that's a conversation we've had here before. Other people have had as well at the end of December. If you're not, then it's a one-year deal or something to that degree. Um, Manfred said, we actually made proposals to that effect to the MLBPA. He's talking about in 2019, they were not warmly received but certainly from an aspirational perspective, we'd rather have two weeks of flurried activity in December, preferably about the, around the winter meetings when you're all there to write about it. And, you know, we all get excited about the upcoming year. That will be a project in the next go around, meaning the next CBA. Now, obviously, the MLBPA has rejected that in the past. And Scott Boris added himself, deadlines are death lines to the players. It's their death of their right because a player goes all that time to earn their right, meaning that the, the six to seven years plus the, you know, that you have to wait to become a free agent. It's an artificial reason not to get your value. Teams cannibalize deadlines. Boris continued, everything they would do would be around the deadline. I'll wait and get this value at this time because I have a deadline rather than what's the player's worth. So I don't see that changing. You know, as much as we would like it to, I don't see that changing. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. 
I, I didn't say it would be easy. I just think it would be better for the fans. And that's who, that's who I'm here for. I'm, I'm here as a fan, as a member of the media. And that's what I care about. You know, that that's who I work for. You know, if we're talking about who works for who, right. Um, Manford works for the, the owners. And I, I like to think that I do what I do for the fans of the sports that I like to talk about. Right. And, and so that, that's kind of where it gets tricky. We'll, we'll see what happens with that, but you know, at, at this point that we're taking a look at, one other thing that Manfred said that would really get Cubs fans' attention is Manfred will be in charge of awarding the last two All-Star games, 2027 and 2028, if his term ends in 2029. And so the two teams mentioned were the Blue Jays and the Cubs. So it looks like either the Blue Jays or the Cubs will get 2027, and whoever doesn't get that would be 2028. Manfred said, with respect of those two years, I'm strongly influenced by two things. One, when did you have the last game? Toronto stacks up pretty well in that variable. I think Chicago is older, and he's right. The Blue Jays hosted their last All-Star game in 1991 and the Cubs in 1990. But he also added the city being willing to step up on these issues is the other big variable. Our all-star events, which become most of the week, we need certain facilities and certain kinds of support in terms of security. And so the, the big deal that he's talking about is blocking off the streets of Addison, Clark, Waveland, and Sheffield. They don't want anybody to just literally pull up a truck next there and, yeah, and do something awful. Yeah, they're really worried about security around the ballpark, no doubt. Now, but when I we were in the World Series, when the Cubs were in the World Series, if you remember, those streets were blocked off. Yep. I remember they had big snow plows, like two oh, yeah. or three snow plows blocking Garbage the street trucks, like together. Right. Garbage trucks, snow plows. Yep. Right. So you weren't getting through there. So I just I don't know. Now I have heard that because the city of Chicago did not help with the renovations of Wrigley, that was all the Ricketts. Uh, that that he would, you know, it's a way of punishing cities that don't help out teams with their stadiums. And I find it very interesting because guess who's asking for $1 billion <laughs> for a new White Sox stadium? $1 dollars, yeah. Yeah, I remember I said that on this podcast. I said they didn't give the Cubs, the Cubs one dime. I swear to God, I will be literally going to City Hall if they give the White Sox two pennies. I'm going to be that mad. Yeah, so. I get, I get your, I get where you're coming from on that. Huh. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it blows your mind, and then, you know, and the Bears are trying to get a stadium done at the same time. So it's, uh, it's really, uh, really, really interesting, no doubt about that. You've got a little uh, something on the uh, Jersey Gate, Crowley. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be talking about uh, jerseys when we're we're talking about uh, the beginning of the season. But yeah, Jersey Gate has kind of become a big thing. There are so, in case people don't know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a nut when it comes to jerseys. I love jerseys, and for me, one of the things that I truly care about is a nice looking jersey. And a few years back, Majestic, who had been making the jerseys for the Cubs and MLB, were bought out, and Nike, and then to a lesser extent, Fanatics takes over. And so it, the new uniforms came out and Dustin, let's just say the fan, the, the players are not happy. They are being criticized for being a poor fit, looking cheap, inconsistent quality and small letterings. And this was great. Angels outfielder Taylor Ward says it looks like a replica. It kind of feels like papery. 
It could be a great when you're out there sweating. It may be breathable. I haven't had the opportunity to try that out yet, but from the looks of it, it doesn't look like a $450 jersey. So if you want the authentic jersey, what the players are wearing, it's called the Nike Vapor Premier. It's going to cost you 450 bones, Dustin, and it is non-refundable. No returns on these things. So nah, nah, yeah, no thanks. Players are not happy. Miles Michaelis is the one that kind of started it. Just how ugly the the uniforms look for the Cardinals. And then the only players, and it's funny that are praising them: Mike Trout, Kensley Jansen, Corbin Carroll, Jason Hayward, are all signed to contracts by Nike. Well, there you go. Now there is one. There is one Nike uh, person that is saying something. That's Dansby Swanson. Um, he said he is reaching out to his Nike contacts to discuss them. He's all for the new material, but said some of the design decisions, like the shade of blue, like the cubby blue, just doesn't look right. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I went down to Wrigley today. It's where I bought this tat. And when I was at Wrigley, I, I did take some pictures of the jerseys. Now, the store was closed um, that had the jerseys, the new jerseys. But I was able to kind of take some pictures through the window. And I can see what the players are saying. If you look, here's a Dansby Swanson jersey. But you see the logo right here. If you're on 670 The Score YouTube channel, it looks like it's like, like steamed on. It's not stitched in. Yeah. Like if you're looking at my jersey right here, you can see the stitching and it kind of comes up. It feels kind of like 3D. And so all the lettering and stuff, it looks all... Yeah, it doesn't look, it does, it doesn't look authentic. It looks like... It looks like a, a half price jersey, right? Or a knockoff, a non Chinese knockoff. Yeah. And, and so looking at this one right here, you could see the letters are smaller. The logo for the MLB logo, the red and blue one with the players swinging, is much lower than it normally is. And the lettering is way smaller, which, you know, you want players to know who's who, or I'm sorry, fans to know who's who. It's going to be kind of harder to see it. And and the bigger your name is, the goofier it looks. So I I mean Pete Crow Armstrong's just looks ridiculous. So I bet. I bet. I just don't know how MLB. I mean this is this is your premier product, and if you're going to be charging people four hundred and fifty dollars, the best you can do because the Cubs give away replica jerseys all the time. They look just like this. They're basically like I said, just kind of like steamed on, and it looks like garbage. They got to fix that. Got to fix that. There's no doubt about it. Lots of things need to be fixing with the Cubs. And if something happens, Crowley and I will be here. Don't you worry about that. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter. Of course, you can email Crowley and I, flythew670 at gmail.com. And you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great week. We'll talk soon if need be. Otherwise, we'll be back at the end of the week. Yes, sir. And by that time, we'll know who the first pitcher is going to be for the first spring training game. Go Cubs!